0: Welcome back to the Brennan T. Adams show. You haven't heard from me for a while. It's because the only time I've really done this podcast show recently is when somebody had won a challenge I did in my mastermind. And that is our guest today. We have on the show today, Connor Doobie, who definitely is somebody you're going to want to check out and you're going to want to listen to this episode. So Connor, let's talk about Connor. He is an active speaker entrepreneur, founder of B2B Mentors Podcast, which he's doing a daily podcast now. Kudos to him. He's a marketing writer and all-around business-to-business marketing nerd. Starting his first odd business at seven, Connor has gone on to create eight-plus figures in sales, coach hundreds of business development leaders on social selling and content marketing. He's been featured on leading podcast shows, platforms, and stages, And he's even contributed course content to help colleagues modernize their curriculum in business-to-business sales and marketing. He is crushing it right now. This guy is the man. He is also, by the way, speaking at Rise and Record. Kid's 27. He reminds me of myself because he is a go, go, go. He gets shit done. He doesn't make excuses Not only did he win the challenge for my mastermind, but he was always coming from a place of value, always helping people. I know he's going to do huge things in business, so that's why you're going to want to check out this episode. Before we jump into it, I just wanted a little plug for the Rise and Record event. I've been spending a lot of time and effort into this, and Rise and Record is the number one video marketing event of the year. You can check out the event at riseandrecord.com. We have speakers like Kevin Harrington, Jeff Hoffman, Samantha Rosine, my wife. We've got Greg Roulette, James Whitaker, and so many other amazing people that have been past guests on my show and just experts. You're going to want to check out the event. We're filming. We're doing, uh, we have violinists that are going to be there. We have music. We have so much. You want to get to Florida. It's October 19th through the 21st, St. Petersburg, Florida. Get your tickets at riseandrecord.com. I look forward to seeing you there. So let's jump right into it with Connor Doobie. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Brandon T. Adams show. I'm Brandon T. Adams and today we have one of my buddies,
1: Connor Dubey. How you
0: doing man? Yo! Welcome to to the show, brother. brother. You know, I, I was just saying to you that I haven't released an episode in like 10 months because for those of you listening, you wonder why I haven't posted anything. I haven't posted anything since the last person that won my mastermind challenge. And Connor was the winner of the last challenge. So I'm bringing him on here to share some wisdom. He's a young kid. I mean, young, what are you, 27? 27. 27 years old. This kid is a fucking grinder. Like he reminds me of myself. When I was younger, I mean, I'm 31. I'm not that old, but definitely is really going places, doing some cool things. But I want to go into We're going to talk about multiple different things here. We'll talk about your business and what you're doing, helping people on LinkedIn, talk about video strategies. But I want to kind of go back to the beginning because I'm always fascinated on what makes entrepreneurs. I want to hear from you, Connor. What do you feel is that one childhood experience
1: that happened to you that kind of formed you into the person you are today? both of my parents were real estate people. And so there's a certain personality type that comes along with that, right? So I was, as a younger kid, always brought along to uh, events and the schmoozing and boozing and all that good stuff. And that kind of built my personality, I feel like early on, not to mention the fact I have seven siblings between two families. So that's been, I think, in hindsight- a a huge precursor to my building my personality because I have two moms, two dads, seven siblings, you know, I was in sports, but actually my first dive into the world of entrepreneurship started at the tender age of seven. So I actually, um, uh, when I was seven years old and you remember this, of course, everyone remembers this uh, twin towers went down and um, I wanted to find a way to give back. So I stole rocks from my parents yard, like, yep. like landscaping rocks. And I stole them from my neighbor's yards, kind of Shh, don't tell anybody, but they, you know, um, so I took rocks and I actually painted them with patriotic symbols and I sold them. Uh, and just I just like raised- they did on
0: infomercials.
1: <laughs> yeah. Was like a pet a pet- rock? the pet yeah. rock. Yeah. It was like, and I think this was like right around the time Pet Rock. I don't know. I don't know if Pet Rock was even popular, but it wasn't even a Pet Rock. Like I painted them with like American flags and peace signs and just all kinds of stuff a seven-year-old would draw. And I'm a terrible artist, but <laughs> I sold a bunch of them. I think I raised $150 and I donated it to the rebuild efforts um, and uh, for 9-11 and the Twin Towers. So I think that was something that stuck with me and that uh, throughout the years, building my businesses, being a practitioner, being involved in the marketplace. At the end of the day, it's so that I can empower myself more so that I can give back more. And that's what I'm really passionate about.
0: I love that. So you are like me, you, you, are, you are in business with your father. I was in business with my father at a young age. What are a few things, traits or things that you learned from your father that you really apply today
1: in business? sales not not um not worrying too much right like uh like his saying is always quack quack water off a duck's back and yeah. uh it's just like dude just let things flow like shit happens shit comes at you left and right and um just let it flow and i would say the third thing from my dad is focus like if there's one thing that i can attribute to him is you know, it's easy as an entrepreneur to have shiny object syndrome. You're looking at like a lot of different things, but being able to focus in one key area, which he himself has done for over 20 years in the industry that we're in, um, I think is probably one of the most powerful things that he's taught me.
0: Focus, you know, focus. It's key. A lot of people lose focus. They get shiny object syndrome. They're all over the place and they don't focus on one thing and, and crush that one thing.
1: Too easy to do nowadays. Right? Yeah. you got like you got entrepreneurs who are at, who haven't even hit, um, fifty k a month mark in their business, and or ten k a month, and they're over here looking at making money off NFTs and crypto and like, and not reinvesting into themselves in the in the one focus area that's going to allow them to actually build substantial revenue and wealth. Yeah,
0: you focus on one area first, grow that, and then you can you can get other areas of revenue stream. But a lot of people don't focus enough in one area long enough. I I was guilty of it for a while too. It's like doing a bunch of different things and because you think you can do it all and trying to justify that, hey, this is all kind of going towards one thing.
1: Well, and you know, like a lot of the guys in the circle, the people we like to surround ourselves with or the mentors that we look up to, a lot of the big name entrepreneurs and um, wealthy folks that uh, we speak with, they say, hey, multiple streams of income, right? And so I think young or beginning entrepreneurs misunderstand what that means. It doesn't mean tapping into like having five or seven different things and you never end up being super profitable in one. It's having one focus areas and finding multiple ways to produce income with that one focus area, then moving on to the next you know, thing.
0: And allowing that money to work for you. Because that, that so yeah. you can make money while you sleep. That's a key to everyone, right? Trying to see yeah. how they can make money while they sleep. So yeah. you you are you are an expert, your company, you help people really scale things specifically through LinkedIn, through the strategy you have on LinkedIn. I know a lot of people do not utilize LinkedIn the way they should. Can you share some of the things, maybe two or three things that people can do right now to improve? Or let's say increase their leads and conversions on LinkedIn to have more success in their business.
1: Yeah, and it's it's a it's a misconception in what I actually do, which people I I, I probably suck myself at, uh, at communicating well what our business actually is. We're not in the LinkedIn lead generation game. We're not in the LinkedIn you know business development game, but we do help companies with their B2B content production yep. and their B2B marketing. And LinkedIn is one of the most powerful um, business development tools today that people hate. A lot of people hate it, they misunderstand it, they underutilize it. And so I've been a practitioner for for years. Like I created my LinkedIn profile when I was like 16 years old and I've you know had it ever since and kind of built brand there. And so I would say, Number one, at the end of the day, whether it's LinkedIn, whether it's marketing, you're looking at SEO, Google AdWords, pay-per-click, you name it, it really comes down to reach. Like where are you going to reach enough of the right people? And LinkedIn is a great platform to do that. Number two is being able to consistently be on that platform, video content, you know, which obviously we can talk about uh, content in general, communicating with people. What was your original question? Because I think you asked what the- What are the ways,
0: yeah, what are the two or three main ways somebody can utilize LinkedIn to get more conversions and sales?
1: So number one is messaging. Having your messaging and your focus dialed in on that platform from the way your LinkedIn profile is set up, from your banner, from your imagery to your company page, and also your website too, because all roads from LinkedIn eventually lead through to your website. So if all that's a mess, and you're doing all the right things on LinkedIn, then it's going to fall apart. Um, number two is spamming people on LinkedIn. For some reason, we think agree. that because you know because it's LinkedIn and we see other people doing it, like you're supposed to be treating people the same way there as if you're meeting them in person at a networking event or a conference. Like you should see your digital personal brand as an extension of your in-person brand. Yep. So if there's shit you're doing there that you wouldn't say to somebody in person or do in person, don't do it on LinkedIn. And, and sadly,
0: most people do. They spam you. They Tons. just send
1: me. I can't stand it. And there's a, I mean, there's a time and place to offer to provide an offering to connections on LinkedIn. But if you're doing it in a way that's irrelevant to them, or again, not focused or is all about you and not about them, then it's gonna come across on the other end as just junk. Uh, And people do the same shit with email, right? People do the same shit with voicemail. So every single platform Instagram- Who listens to voicemail anyways? (laughs) I love getting, I listen to voicemails. I'll I'll send
0: voice messages, but fun fact, if you call me, don't send me a voicemail. I think my box is full, I don't want them. I don't need them. I ain't going to waste my time listening to them. If they want to get a hold of me, they can text me or they can email me.
1: Send Brandon a voice message on text or on social media. Yeah, if you're listening, if you're listening you have
0: my number, then you can do it, but I'm not going to give you my number. <laughs> but I, you know, fun fact this is one thing I do. I don't like getting calls from random people. So if you're not a contact in my phone, you automatically go to my voicemail. So you can't even, uh, it won't even ring for me because think about you all can do the that? calls.
1: There's a setting for that?
0: Oh, there's a setting for that because no, no spam calls get to me. It'll show a missed call, but it doesn't even, it won't notify me because I don't want to waste my time. Usually mm. nine times out of 10, if you're taking a call that wasn't scheduled, you're probably going to waste your fucking time. It, it's not going to be a coordinated call. And for me, I just, and maybe there's some mistakes I'm making by doing that, but it's worked for me to stay aligned and focused in my schedule.
1: Well, it's a reflection of the world we live in today, too. I mean, you're you're te- you're you're. I know you're an old dude now, but like you're technically <laughs> millennial. Right? I'm, I'm 31, you asshole. <laughs> He's flipping me off right now. <sighs> you're you're an old man to me now. No, I'm just kidding. I just gotta yeah. give you a little bit of shake. I'm gonna I have to go for a run cause, after this now because I love you. Uh, I actually just ran before this podcast, so you're already behind me, bro. But I, I, I actually, mean,
0: not to rub it in, I, I ran at uh, 6 a.m. So.
1: Oh well, shit! I was I slept, <laughs> I slept in a little bit this morning, so I guess I'm the old man internally today. Um, but it's a it's a sign of our times. Like we're both millennials, and yeah. um, e- even the like back in the day when you'd get a call, um, that's the number one channel of communication you had. So it was a welcome form of communication. But now, if you just call someone out of the blue, they have no familiarity with you no context. They haven't even, you know, there's no context there. Chances are, it's just not a good way to communicate and get through to people that you want to reach.
0: It, and I'm also the kind of guy that wants to do short and to the point calls, five minutes, doesn't have to be 20 minutes. I just, I I don't know why I'm just, I, I can't stand being on long calls that aren't scheduled. I feel like it just wastes my time. And there's a lot of things you can get done. Some people will try to schedule an hour call.
1: You can do it in thirty minutes. Heck, you can do it 100%. in twenty minutes. You know what I mean? So we have a um, our team. Every single day, we have a, a meeting called the Daily Twelve. Yeah, and we have a the rule. Daily in our Twelve. Company. I love we it. We have um, we have a uh, you know twenty plus people all within our organization, and in our number one rule, first off, is everybody uses flow states in their first half of the day cuz that's the best time of your day to get into a flow state. And so we avoid slacking each other, communicating with one another. If there's a fire and and like as long as nobody's dying, it waits until the daily 12 that we do at 11:30 mountain time every single day. The daily 12 is a 12-minute meeting with the company. We get together, we talk about roadblocks we're having talk about whatever you know shoot the shit for a few minutes and then we get on with our day and that's the time to address stuff because so many companies are ineffective and you know especially as an entrepreneur you get overreactive to, to stuff this goes back to my dad teaching focus you get overreactive and then people fly an email and a client's got an issue and you got all this stuff going on and you know our team gets more done in a single day than most individuals get done in a week and that's you know just goes back to the focus conversation so uh,
0: speaking of focus when we you were in my mastermind group and jld john lee dumas was one of our guests and one Mm -hmm. of the things i think he told you is what encouraged you to do a daily podcast show Mm -hmm. and so i'm really curious to hear how do you manage to do a daily podcast show what's your system to be able to put out that much content
1: so, I in that formatting, again, this was scary to do because I'm like, how the hell am I going to stick to this? Um, but I also know that I need to be getting content out there. So, I just have been doing it imperfectly. I hop on StreamYard, I record for five minutes, 20 minutes. I just write down a topic, you know, I write down various different ideas and topics throughout the week. And then I have a week's worth of content. And then when I hop in front of the camera, I know exactly what to do. So they're solo.
0: They're solo episodes that you're knocking out at one time in a week.
1: So our our podcast is called B2B Mentors. Every Monday, I release a guest interview. And then Tuesday through Friday is a solo show called Connor's Curiosities. So it's commentary on business, B2B marketing, and sales. So um, those are just on the fly. And um, I don't do I don't put those through production. I do it myself. I record it. I just take the raw audio and I just upload it to uh, Spreaker. Nice. Now I- here's here's what here's where the magic has come out of doing this is a five minute podcast interview. Like I've been trying to commit myself to write more articles also because it's a very powerful form of showing your thought leadership if you can write an article and get, and I've noticed you've kind of started to get some more articles out here recently as I well. Did.
0: Thanks for noticing.
1: Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I, I take the transcription of those short podcasts and I just download them and edit them up. And then boom, I have an article. And then I'll take, I have a team right now that I'm paying $10 of video to take those. We're building a library right now I to love get it. 30 second clips out of those recordings those are going to go to Instagram Reels. Those are going to go to TikTok. I'm going to start building a brand on TikTok and um, you know LinkedIn and everywhere else.
0: I like it. So I'm going to go to our mastermind WhatsApp group because we have a few members that had some questions for you. So the first one is Vinny Podestivo. Vinny says, are your sales calls equally successful when you are traveling as they are when you are stationary? And what are your thoughts on lifestyle entrepreneurs? And when should work become before lifestyle, if ever?
1: I like the Maybe. smile. I like the smile you gave after. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, dude, I think light, I think um, you. Some people can be more effective. I mean, you travel a lot, and you got to do sales calls. So,
0: yeah.
1: Um, I travel quite a bit uh, when I can, and I'll go to another country and work for a week. But, you know, I've closed deals remote and have been effective I actually get more creative when I'm traveling um and same I feel here like I get more inspiration when I travel so I think it's helpful but then there's also a yin and a yang to everything there's a trade-off for everything right so you can overdo it and then you get a little kind of like not in a environment that you know you can be productive and then you start dropping off on sales, dropping off on revenue-driven uh, activities, and um, you know, the things that are going to help you actually have a business at the end of the day. So I think there's a yin and a yang to it for sure.
0: So I, I agree with you there. I, I mean, th- last week I was on the road for a week and I was in Vegas, I was in LA and I, I was behind on emails, but I did get a lot done and sometimes I did some creative things because I was traveling. I also like when I travel, I can create cool videos. But this week, I bet I have 50 calls I'm doing, 50 calls. So it's like, it, it it's batched up. My weeks will be kind of booked out. But I do like the creativity that comes from when you travel mm. because you're in different atmospheres. You get different ideas. You, you get different, like your surroundings determine the thoughts and how you think and how you do things.
1: So I think everybody should do it that way? No, probably not. not everybody I don't can think handle everyone's effect. Yeah. I don't think everybody can handle it or here's the key word, self-discipline, right? Like a lot of people haven't cultivated that self-discipline enough to be effective. So until you have systems in place, I don't think you should be a road entrepreneur unless that's part of your business. Um, I think you should have repeatable processes, systems, teams in place, before you look at making that your kind of lifestyle.
0: So Chris Comby, question, guy from the Mastermind Mind Group. Chris Comby. Comby. Ask Connor how much mindset plays as a part of his life and business and give an example.
1: Everything, period, is <laughs> my answer. And an example is today. I mean, like I slept kind of like shit last night. And so, um, slept in a little bit extra this morning. Didn't get my ass into the gym and I didn't want to go. I didn't want to work out all day. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get into it. And I noticed I'm like, okay, I'm kind of, I'm tired. I need to shake myself out of sitting here. Like I'm starting to go down a little bit. So I went on a 20 minute run right before this podcast. And that takes having the mindset, like I physically did not want to do it. Um, I've been working out hard at the gym the last couple of days because I was down with coronavirus and I'm trying to like k- catch my shit back up, you know, beef back up and everything. So, yeah. um, there's a great example, but everything period. I think it's a very easy answer. Okay. Joseph
0: Panetta, are you curious what his question is?
1: I, I could only imagine Joseph he, Panetta. He, he, Joseph
0: says, does your hair have any consideration or. Uh, does your hair help you have more success in sales? Absolutely. He did it. An I had to ask that. Joseph actually asked. I, I For all you listeners out there, there was a funny moment in our mastermind where he was saying how amazing uh, his hair was and how, hey, you're going to have success because look at you. You're good looking. You have curly hair. I can't do that.
1: <laughs> but no, Joseph- is absolutely- Yes, if you have at- curly hair, you are more likely to be better at sales. It's just, I love it. I don't know. know if
0: I'm gonna ever be able to do that. I might have to to borrow my wife's iron and, and see if I can make it curly.
1: Maybe <laughs> I'll, I'll do that for Rise
0: up. and Record. You'll see me curled up.
1: <laughs> Dude, that would be. I would lose my shit. That so would be really, so funny.
0: really, Joseph's question is: Ask Connor if he sees any common common trend among his clients, any specific needs that stretch across all B two B categories.
1: Yeah, it goes back to um, kind of my formula, right? Focus plus content times reach and consistency. So every company out there who's trying to grow, maybe they're not, a a lot of the industries we work with, they may not be trying to grow in the B2B world with new customers, but a lot of their growth comes from upsells, cross-sells, referrals, word of mouth in the industry. It's a very tight-knit, in some of these industries. And so uh, reaching consistency is the number one trend that um, most people are missing and most companies are aiming to get more of.
0: I love that, that's good. Okay, so I, I wanna ask this, what is your best advice for anybody listening to have success in their own life? What's your best advice coming from you?
1: Focus on your health first number one priority, focus on yourself first and your health. Um, because you can't do any, you, you cannot be successful, uh, without it. Right. Like when I, uh, was suicidal at the age of 18, um, my health was not in check and I was not inspired in the direction of where my life was going. And that was causing more health issues. So it's okay to be selfish and to focus on yourself and focus on your health and prioritize that, um, before anything else, because you could also be monetarily successful, but if you die at 55 or 60, then what the fuck was it worth? What, you know, what was it worth if you sacrifice your health for it?
0: hundred percent. That's such good advice. I mean, if we don't have our health, what do we have? And for those of you listening, I am excited because Connor is going to be speaking at Rise and Record. He's going to be hanging out and it's going to be his birthday while he's at the event. So he's going to celebrate number 28 with wait, 27, 28, 28, 28 with us. So we're going so to we have some do fun.
1: 28 tequila shots. Okay.
0: So I don't know if I'm going to handle 28, but if we do it as a collective group, maybe we can do that. Fair um, enough.
1: Okay. But I'm ex- for that then.
0: I'm excited to have you buddy uh, for all you listed. If you want to go check out the event, go to rise before we go, Connor, can you please share with the audience, where can they find you? Where can they connect with you? Where can they learn more about how to work with you?
1: Um, if you Google my name, Connor Duby, C-O-N-N-O-R-D-U-B-E, pretty much all my socials um, show up. I use LinkedIn quite a bit. Um, so you can just find me there, Connor, C-O-N-N-O-R-D-U-B-E. Send me a DM. I respond to all my DMs. Uh, Check out our podcast, B2B Mentors. And if you've been a consumer of Brandon's content and you haven't been a part of his mastermind or done any work with him or, you know, shit, cold call him, try to, you know, I <laughs> just kidding. cold call me <laughs> try to, or, or, or just really getting into his network. It is one of the most life-changing, powerful things that you can do. So I would encourage you to find a way to get involved with Brandon as well.
0: Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. I want to acknowledge you. You remind me a lot of my younger self. You are a grinder. You really do what you say you're going to do. I remember when you started the mastermind, you said, I'm going to win it. And what'd you do? You won it. And you did a great things along the way. You always came from a place of adding value. You added value to me. You helped people in the group and you do that every single day. So thank you for being you. I love you, brother. I can't I wait you, to brother. see you. you. I can't wait to see you in Florida. But for all of you listeners out there, you know what time it is. It's time to go out there, create something great and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan T. Adams. Have a great day, everyone.